Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Bandits, Season 4, Episode 8, the WHMS Tour Weekly Wrap, where today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna Roller Game and their mad footy board game. They're kicking big bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and changing the way footy is delivered one game at a time. Now, after such a huge win, AFL Inspired Board Games last about, Sunday, and you can find out out Roller Games on Instagram, a Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au to find out a bit more about them. More importantly, to get your hands on a man for footy board games, 31 points and the family. And now we're going to dive straight in. We're going to head to the hard court. Time to talk a bit of second term by nine. Start off without the third term. They lost by four. And the final term, or there was no other word apart from atrocious. They lost it four to twenty-seven. They scored just four points in ten minutes of basketball. What a travesty! At that fourth quarter alone, one of twenty-one from the field, one of fourteen two-pointers, zero of seven from three-point land, seven to two offensive rebounds. They actually got more rebounds. Like, they got more offensive rebounds. So what on earth did they do with them? And they had five turnovers in those 10 minutes as well. Uh, overall, they shot at 30% from the field. They gave up 48.6% to Melbourne. 3 of 27 at 11% from three-point land. Melbourne shot at 47.8%. Uh, the Lynx had 18 turnovers. Melbourne still had 16. So suffice to say, we want to move on from that really, really quickly. So let's skip ahead to Sunday today and the Adelaide Lightning away. Now what a finish to regulation. After heading into the first exchange down by 13 points, they then proceeded to erase the deficit in the second half to bring scores to level at the conclusion of the 40 minutes. And then in five minutes of overtime, Perth managed to get on top of the Lightning, winning the term 10-7 and in the end the game 98-95 in a major bounce back that was needed after Thursday's insipid performance. They actually shot at just 39%, uh, 24% on 8 of 33 from the three-point land, so that's still clearly a massive room for improvement for them. Uh, They got to the line for 37 free-throw attempts, way too much fouling if you're an Adelaide Lightning player, which is through the roof. However, they shot at just 75.7%, so they sort of let the opportunity slip to finish this game in regulation time to get the win in the 40 minutes. But a positive, though, was eight more offensive rebounds, four more steals, and they cut their turnover game down to 12. But that's still quite high for mine. Um, Aerie McDonald was unreal. She had 35 points. Captain Annalee Maley also led the charge with 22 points and 15 rebounds. Uh, the double-double, the walking double-double. She has uh, taken Lauren Scher's shoes and then some. Uh, and Vice Captain Amy Al, well, she rounded out the top three with 17 points, three rebounds, and five assists. Uh, they're sitting fourth at the moment, but they have played more games than the three teams above them. And they'll next take on Sydney in a Wednesday evening clash at the Bendat Basketball Centre. So we're going to keep up with all things basketball. Let's now talk a little bit of Perth Wildcats. Listen to the hiss, listen to the growl. Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Can you feel the heat? Listen to their feet. Tearing up the cotton, building up the heat. Here we come. Oh no, here we come. Oh no, here we come. Yeah, Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Watch out if you're in the way. Listen to the hiss, listen to the growl. Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. The streak is over. 
and in a stunning and abrupt manner too. With all the damage being done in the first quarter in their match up against the Illawarra Hawks on Friday afternoon West Standard Time, they went down 18-38 to in the first quarter alone in a ludicrous display from both the Hawks and the Cats. The Cats have seen powerless to stop them. 5 of 15 from the field up against Illawarra, 16 of 24 at 67%. Just 9 two-point field goal attempts uh, for the Perth Wildcats. Up against 12 of 17 at 71% for Illawarra. And they lost the rebounds, the Perth Wildcats, 6-15. to 15. They generated just four assists in those first 10 minutes. From there, even with sort of, you know, pushbacks in momentum and little runs from Perth, they never could get close enough to truly strike or leave Illawarra concerned, having always been kept at bay and arm's length. Uh, with the lead back to single digits at three-quarter time, but Perth just couldn't do enough to overtake them. Overall, though, they shot at just 32% uh, percent from three-point land, 16 of 26 free throws, um, which is just not good enough. Uh, you got to be getting at least 20, 21 out of 26. So that's points that they left left out there for sure. Um, and really, most of the other stats were sort of they sort of balanced out. They were around the mark. Uh, BC Bryce Cotton, he was kept to 7 points, 4 rebounds, and 7 assists in 35 minutes of game time. But it's not Bryce's problem. Like, we praise Bryce when he uh, when he gets his points, but then everyone almost expects him to do that. But then when he's kept to single digits, you almost say, well, you know, what, what's wrong with Bryce? Well, the defenders just did a really good job. They shut him down. And that's up for everyone. It's up to everyone else to step up and try to get the win or try to get points on the board. So it can't just be all about Bryce. We can't be praising him um, or even just sort of, thinking that when he gets 41, you go, oh, well, that's just a Bryce game. 41's ridiculous. Like, I think we just need to keep that in context. Let's get to one little bit of positive, which is that which was their most effective player after the game, and that was Jordan Asher. He had 17 points, 4 rebounds, 5 of 11 from the field, and 2 of 3 from 3-point three land. Uh, the loss has them dropping outside the top four, albeit marginally on percentage, ahead of a supremely crunch clash with our top two team, Tasmania, on Friday night. And uh, yours truly and my wife, Ree, uh, we're going to be making our way to uh, RAC Arena to see the team live. So uh, check our socials. We'll be there. And, of course, we'll, of course, the wrap of that and the summary will be in the next uh, Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap. Let's leave it there for um, all things basketball. Let's talk a little bit of football, starting off with the Perth Glory Men. Glory, glory, Perth Onto the glory men, and could the men in purple halt a losing streak that stretched over their last five games? Um, and their time is running out to close the gap on the top six. Now the boys were home as well on a Friday night to Melbourne City, where they actually haven't lost a game at home so far this season. But misery did continue for the men in purple and the glory. Uh, they went down 2-1, or 1-2, however you want to say it. Now, firstly, it started off with a 20-minute penalty that was given to the glory. But our Salim Khalifi could not make it count, hitting the uh, hitting the, the bottom bar um, and just sort of bounced out. And then the glory, they conceded their own penalty in the 38th minute via what was clearly a sloppy and ill-disciplined pulling down of a player 
um, that you know resulted in the penalty. And uh, Melbourne City, well, they made theirs count. But then bouncing back in the first minute of injury time in the close and shadows of the first half was uh, capt- co-captain Adam Taggart. Just an absolute brain fade, if you don't mind, from Melbourne City through a back pass to the keeper in the heart of Melbourne City's defence. Picked off by Taggart, who just had to dribble around the goalkeeper and actually tap it in. So he made it count. But uh, a draw wasn't wasn't on the cards, though, with Socceroo Matthew Leckie bridging the gap uh, via a header. Via a head, I should I say. And that was in the 66th minute. Uh, there were three shots in quick succession in the 80th minute. Two via Adam Taggart headers, but they just couldn't beat the goalkeeper. Now, obsession was, again, not supremely high for the glory. Well, it wasn't too bad, so 48%. Um, expected goals were 2.16 for the glory to 2.38 for Melbourne City. Uh, goal attempts, 14 to 18 in favour of City. Uh, but they still got 14 off. Um, shots on goal, 5 to 10. Still very much in favour of Melbourne City. Shots off. Off goal, 7-6. to six. So, you know, they just couldn't really get it as close as what they wanted to. And if you look at, you know, the attacks, which is, of course, your front third entries and um, the ball being, being in the box, um, attacks that they were down minus 25. But the dangerous attacks, those ones that are really, really close to scoring and trying to create chances, um, well, they only lost that by two, so 51 to 53. Our crosses completed, um, it was 8 to 7, so the Glory actually had one more cross. So, you know, the the game was there to be won for sure. As coach Alan Stadich said, um, you know, it was it, it was a game of opportunities, opportunities should I say. And unfortunately, the Glory just didn't make theirs count. And you know, that that's uh that's where it all matters. So the, all they can do is just go back to work during the week. Do the hard stuff there. Make sure they tick all the boxes, um, dot all the I's, cross all the T's, and see if they can execute next weekend. Uh, the Glory sits second last on the table with Newcastle Jets awaiting them um, in another away trip. We know that, we know how terrible they've been away. So let's see if they can turn around uh, next time. But uh, now let's talk about all things ABL, and uh, that means it's our Perth Heat. It's up in the air, and all you can do is watch. It's two home runs in a game for Jake Bowie. Now he punches this one. Deep right center field. Campbell looks up. That ball's gone. Three-run shot, Jake Bowie. Now, the goal for the Heat was to keep building that momentum from the last series uh, that they had. And that that actually started off really well. Friday night kicked off the series and a nail-biter at that as the Heat were trailing 1-3 heading into the third innings before knocking in consecutive consecutive runs in the third and the fourth to restore the scores to even keel and then nabbing the sole run they needed in the ninth to sneak away with a win. Now Saturday's doubleheader kicked off in emphatic fashion, winning 6-0 uh, with blocks of four runs and two runs in the first and fourth innings, whilst the second game on Saturday and third overall was a bit more of a dour affair, eventually edging ahead in a 2-1 win, but not without a thrill as it went to an extra innings with a tie, finishing off the regular nine innings as Perth did have 10 hits to six, but clearly unable to capitalise on them. But nonetheless, they got the 2-1 win. A quick little highlight and standout, and a shout-out, I guess, to Jake Bowie uh, in those first three games. And Jake Bowie's actually on our um, on our stinger for the Perth Heat, so he's a, he, he's a big... Big, uh, big heat star. Uh, in the first three games in particular, he had four hits from seven at-bats, a huge home run, drove in five runs, and a game-winning walk-off single. Now to the final game of the series, and could it be a clean sweep? 
or not to be. Uh, the Perth Heat, they were actually up, well, what was it? 5-0, heading into the 7th. And, uh, but then, in the eight, in the seventh innings, uh, the Blue Sox, they got into gear. They finally started playing uh, Sydney baseball. And uh, they got five runs on the board to tie things up. And then in the ninth, um, they got the one run that they needed. So Sydney actually won that game 6-5. to five. So uh, the, the Perth Heat still win the series 3-1. But I'm sure 4-0 sounds much better than a 3-1 victory. And to the standings. And Perth have sort of moved up ever so slightly. Although they are on... Uh, and, and even even Keel are with third place Melbourne. Perth is sitting fourth, and uh, Sydney actually aren't far behind them. Only only one loss behind uh, actually. Of course, um, with with a couple of games being postponed and cancelled due to the weather, um, it's uh, it's slightly uneven at the moment. And uh, if we look ahead to next weekend, uh, more than likely the Perth Heat they're going to be. Uh, making their way on the road. Uh, so they're actually going to be playing Brisbane next weekend. And surprise, surprise, I've actually got it wrong. No, I actually think that they are playing uh, playing away this time. So we're going to leave it there for the Perth Heat. So 3-1 win overall. The one the series, fantastic. But they still got a lot of work to work to do to catch the likes of Adelaide and Brisbane at the moment. And what an almighty test uh, to go up against Brisbane uh, next weekend to see where they stand and see if they can build some momentum. But we're going to now leave it for the heat and talk a little bit of glory women. Striking from range. Oh my! Grace Charlie take a bow. Unbelievable strike coming in at a rate of knots. And the World Cup hero goes bang! Now, the girls actually showed the boys how to get the job done against Melbourne City. But this time, they actually did it on the road, pulling away with a 3-1 victory. And all of this after coming from a 1-0 deficit early in the 17th minute. Uh, from what you have to say, it was a clinical header uh, by the Melbourne City player. Now, Millie Farry led the way, restoring parity on the half-hour mark, uh, finishing neatly from a Melbourne City turnover. And after being played in by Quinley Kazada, I was six minutes into the second half. We had a Liz Anton cross from the left to the English import, Lizzie Millie Farrow, who was by herself, which gave the ladies in purple the lead, but her best, and the hat trick was saved for last, as she raced onto a long ball, showing great composure to round home uh, the goalkeeper, and then roll the ball into the unguarded net in a piece of individual brilliance. You've got to see that one. Check it out um, on, on the Perth Glory Facebook page or their Instagram page as well. Now, let's get to the breakdown. With only just a 39% ball possession, 8 to 16 goal attempts. Um, so certainly down on that. Six shots on goal apiece. Uh, Morgan Aquino, she had five goalkeeper saves. Um, so well played there, Morgan. Uh, but on the downside was zero crosses, minus 14 attacks, and minus 51 dangerous attacks. So this was a game where they actually did the opposite of what the Perth Glory men did. They made their chances count. They didn't have a lot of them, but what they did was uh, they put the ones that they had to right in the back of the onion bag, the back of the net, and uh, you can't ask much more than that. And like in saying that, though, like the the expected goals were two point one five for the Perth Glory versus Melbourne City's one point four three. Uh, the ball possession was sort of as as we said thirty nine percent. But yeah, goal attempts sort of very much far off, and uh, shots on goal was pretty even. But yeah, it was a game that uh, you know the the Perth Glory women 
too much class in the end, and they got the job done. We're now going to leave it there and just quickly talk a little bit of Perth Scorchers men as the BBL has officially started. Yeah, that's right, the BBL's up and running, and the Perth Scorchers on a Sunday afternoon were meant to be taking on the Melbourne Renegades down in Geelong, GMHBA Stadium, or Alphabet Stadium as I love to call it. And uh, there was, of course, rain left, right and centre the day before, and for some reason they didn't protect the pitch as well as what they should have, and uh, the pitch was uh, up and about, and it was very, very inconsistent, especially in, I think, was the fourth over, um, which was... Uh, which was a Sutherland, a Sutherland over, and uh, Josh Inglis was in a lot of strife. Uh, Perth Scorchers that they'd already conceded or given up two wickets. One was pretty soft, you you could say, and then the other one was um, a much better delivery. So Cooper Connolly and Stephen Eskenazi both out quite cheaply. Uh, Aaron Hardy was uh, was was on the mend to sort of getting the innings back on track, as was Josh Inglis, uh, fresh from a century in the World Cup. Um, of course, uh, a very successful World Cup winning campaign for the Australians. But uh, yeah, there was a, a very, very high-pitched and bounced delivery, um, uh, which sort of resulted in Josh Inglis being not very happy with it. And the umpires had a chat, the match official was on there, and in the space of about half an hour, the decision was made really quickly that uh, it was unsafe, possibly dangerous, especially when you've got in the second innings, Jai Richardson is going to be bowling at 150 k's an hour, you don't want an accident unnecessarily happening. Of course, going all that way back to the Phil Hughes um, incident that resulted in him dying, un- unfortunately, of course. But, uh, yep, not a lot to report on for the for the Perth Scorchers except the facts. And the facts are that the match was abandoned. Perth will get two points, um, as, of course, will Melbourne Renegades. Will they be handy? Will, will it cost them? You could say that two points is better than zero, just in case they lost. But um, time will tell how that's going to unfold as the rest of the season as um, sort of plays out. And speaking of the rest of the season, they're back on the pitch, hopefully with a little bit of luck playing their official first game uh, against the Melbourne Stars. So the Melbourne double, um, trying to get that knocked off pretty soon. Uh, and that's going to be on Wednesday afternoon. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll actually be making my way to um, to a pair of Scorchers game live uh, next week. So looking forward to going to that one. But uh, not much to report on the Scorchers at all, except the facts that um, it was rather anticlimactic for their first game. But now we're going to leave it there for the Perth Scorchers. And that is the end of Season 4, Episode 8, uh, the Domestic Sports Weekly Wrap, where the Perth Scorchers men didn't see a lot of the ball, or the bat really, uh, with the match being abandoned. The Glory women heading back to the top of the table, um, albeit on goal difference, um, a nice, a really, really solid win against a strong Melbourne City outfit. Uh, the Perth Heat, 3-1 series win, you definitely take that any day of the week. They've got a bit of work to do to try to start climbing those standings. Uh, the Glory men, they're in a world of pain, and Coach Alan Stadich, he's got a lot of work to do, as does his troops. Uh, the Perth Wildcats, the streak is over. Back to... back. Back to beginning, basically, and doesn't get any easier taking on Tasmania top two team this Friday night. So I'm so keen to see this team live, to see how they play, and uh, yeah, we'll be interested to see how it all un- un- unfolds there. And lastly, the Lynx. Well, um, what what a massive win against the Melbourne Boomers 
and then just got absolutely destroyed on their home court um, on a, on Thursday evening. But a nice bounce-back victory that they sorely needed. Um, so they're still pretty hit and miss. They're probably still figuring out um, who who does what, who goes where. Um, with, with all their new new squad, I think there may be one or two players retained from last season. So hopefully they can get it done soon and they can start themselves moving up the ladder. Uh, but, but if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. Whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, or the joy of privilege. So lucky to have people listening to my unnecessary voice, and a very annoying one at times too. But uh, from myself, yours truly, Adam Bat, I'm out for now.